Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Adam here. Thanks for tuning in. If it's your first time or you are coming back for another episode, I appreciate the time that you are giving to listen to the conversations that I have with such a variety of people that work in a school district and education. This is episode 84. The first episode of this podcast dropped December 4th of last year. So we are slowly creeping up to the one-year anniversary, which I'm super excited about. And today on the podcast is a first. I have a school resource officer on the show. I was recently in South Carolina doing some speaking, and uh, I'll get into the story a little bit in the episode. But uh, before I went on, there was a breakfast, which is common. Everybody gets together, the entire school district. Somebody was like, hey, you got to meet our SRO, school resource officer. He's a sergeant in the local police department, and he is our school resource officer Monday through Friday, every day, all day during the school in the summertime, he goes off uh, back to patrol in in town. And uh, I thought, what an awesome guest to have on the show, a, a school resource officer. And the more I've been looking on social media and other principals and schools and people I've been meeting and other districts that I've worked with since meeting Sergeant King, I've just I've noticed the school resource officer more, and I thought it would just be a really great lens to bring on to the show. With that being said, if your school district is looking for a, uh, a speaker, a keynote, a kickoff, professional development, I'm already, I'm already booking August 2022 dates for kickoff, so get on the calendar shoot me a, a note, Adam, welcome at gmail.com. I'm also booking a ton of mid-year professional development sessions right now. School districts have these in October, November, and usually like February to May. So hit me up. I would love to come and work with your, uh, work with your school district. So, uh, episode 84 with Sergeant Pierre King on the school district podcast. I hope you enjoy. Sergeant Pierre King, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are my first police officer, first member of the law enforcement community on this podcast. So quick backstory for everybody. Uh, Pierre and I met, I was in South Carolina, York, South Carolina, um, doing an opening kickoff keynote last month in the summer in August, walking around with the um, one of the directors, Latoya Dixon, who uh, we had talked beforehand and we really connected. She's actually already been on the podcast. And I remember I sat down with one of the assistant principals and she's like, oh, hey, you got to go meet our SRO, our school resource officer. Sergeant King is the best. And I'm like, yes, I, I almost became a police officer, actually, Pierre. It was, it was actually, I applied to be a police officer and I applied to um, get my teaching credential. I heard from teaching credential first, so that's the path I took, but I could have very easily been a police officer. So we sat down. I remember you're eating breakfast. I remember you kind of gave me that look like, who's this dude? And then we, but, but once we started talking, like I felt like an instant connection. I gave you my card. Later that yeah. day, we were, we were texting about some different things. And I said, hey, I want to have you on my podcast 
because I listen to a ton of educational podcasts, leadership podcasts, and I've never heard a school resource officer on the podcast. So hopefully this will be a new trend and principals that are listening, superintendents, district officials, share this episode with your principals, with your school resource officers, wherever you are in the country. And hopefully, uh, hopefully Pierre can connect with them and we can just provide better services and, and better relationships for kids. Um, but Sergeant King, uh, tell us about yourself, where you're from, what you do, just kind of give us, give us the lowdown. Hey, okay. Well, my name is Sergeant Pierre King. I'm from the big, small city of York, South Carolina. Uh, granted, I grew up, born and raised here. Um, been a police officer going on nine and a half years now. York City Police Department, I enjoy it. I've been a school resource officer going on six years now. Uh, it's a story with that. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, wouldn't take anything for it. Uh, it's my passion, my calling to be able to be a difference maker with the uh, youth here at the high school in York. Um, like I said, uh, uh, the thing about it is, you know, uh, me being from York, I was a little bit nervous and, and, and kind of scared about should I become a police officer in the town I'm from. But I thought about things and I said to myself, hey, this is an awesome thing to do. You know, if I want to be a change in my community, I got to be part of the change. And what better way than being a police officer in the community that I was born and raised in, you know? So that's what the reason why I became a police officer here in my own city. Yeah, that's right. You know, you can complain about something or you can step in and, and do it. And uh, what, what drew you to, you said it was a calling uh, people in your family, are they in law enforcement or did you just have like, maybe did you have an SRO? I remember when I was in fourth grade, I remember my dare officer, officer Mueller, he is mm -hmm. the reason why I've never done any drugs in my entire life. And I think that was one of the big reasons why I almost became uh, a police officer. But how, what was your story? Like, why did you get into it in the first place? Well, when I graduated high school, I joined the U.S. Army at first. And when I went in the military, um, obviously, you know, my mom was a single mother at the time. And I could have went to college, but I didn't want to put a lot of burden or debt on her at the time. And I said, what other things can I do to make a difference in the community and to help myself in the world? And I joined the army. And when I went in the army, I was a little nervous. I went to my first duty station and I said, man, this is awesome. I was in uniform. I was getting a lot of respect. People was coming up to me, congratulate me to, you know, defending the country. I was like, this feels awesome. And so I was like, man, this is great. You know, so after my eighth year in the army, I decided to get out and I decided to come back home to help my mother out. And I said, man, being in uniform really was an awesome thing. And it made me feel great. And so I had a lieutenant that I always, that was close. That was a family friend. He would always come to my house because, you know, my mom would, you know, call him, you know, to come and talk to me sometime because I wasn't always, you know, a police guy. I was a little teenager. Some of the ones I deal with here at high school as well. <laughs> and he would help me out. You know, I felt good about some of the conversations we would have. And as I grew up, you know, he was always telling me, hey, look, think about doing this when you get, you know, out of the military. So I applied, you know, I applied at my local police agency where I'm at currently. I applied at five of them, actually. And uh, I got a call back from three. And uh, so I uh, got a call back from Highway Patrol, York Police Department in York County here where I'm from. And uh, they all wanted to hire me, but a couple of them wanted me to move. And I wasn't going to relocate because I was married at the time. And so York City said, hey, we love you. We love everything about you. We want to offer you. 
So I was like, okay, you know, to call my bluff on it. <laughs> so I was like, uh, okay, I'll come in, accepted the position. Went on my first patrol with my FTO trainer, which, you know, field training officer, you know, we got to go out and get training, you know, how to go on calls. You just can't go out by yourself at the time. And so once I went on that call and I felt good about, it wasn't just a call about putting handcuffs on people. It was about helping people in a situation. That's 98% of what we do, which a lot of people don't know. We're about helping people in the community and making a difference. And I went on a couple of those and I was like, man, this is it. This is my calling. This is my passion. And so that's basically why I became a police officer. You know, I got a, I saw another gentleman do it. He loved it for 37 years. Oh, wow. That's why I'm doing it. And I plan yeah. on me doing it for a while. Yeah. So you were not an MP in the army. You did some other, um, some other specialty and then moved over to law enforcement. Yes, sir. I was in 19 Bradley tanks in the military. Oh, sweet. That's so, cool. So yeah, you've been doing it for nine years, uh, sure. six as an SRO. So you were only an officer for three years. I'm sure there's got to be some kind of like application, some kind of qualification training. How do you just go from being an officer on the street, which you mm -hmm. still are, but then yes. to go into working with the schools? Because, I mean, that's a different component of, of, of law enforcement. So how does that happen? Well, what happened was, obviously, like I told you, I'm from here. So I started seeing a lot of teenagers on the road that I knew their parents and they knew me from school. So they would call me out a lot to talk to their teenagers when I was on the road. And so when they felt that I was being a difference maker and it helped solve the problems for their teenagers, they contacted the school about, hey, um, who's y'all school officers at the time? And so ironically, the principal here I went to school with him. We graduated, he graduated a year before me at the time. He brought me in for an interview and uh, he started talking to me, him and his staff. And I told him what I could bring to the table. And they said, hey, we wanna bring you in for a trial run. And they brought me into the school for the first year, you know, just to see how I got along with all the kids here because it was different than being on the road, dealing with majority adults compared to dealing with juveniles and teenagers at this point. So after that first year, they loved everything I brought to the table and they said, Hey, look, what do you think about continuing to do this? I said, I'll give it another year because I was missing the road at the time, to be honest with you. And uh, so basically uh, they told me, they said, um, try it another year and see what you think about it. So my second year went in and I started getting close and started building a lot of rapport with a lot of the teenagers. Cause at first I didn't know any of them. It was about getting to know them. And so after the second year, I said, guys, I think I'm gonna go back on the road. And so the principal and the superintendent came to me. They said, no, nah, we can't have that. We need you here. <laughs> so, uh, granted, you know, you got to go to what they call, uh, you know, SRO school. It's another academy separated from the police academy. And they teach you how to deal with teenagers. And they teach you how to deal with their issues and problems compared to adults because their mindset is way different than an adult. So you got to know how to channel that. You got to know how to, to manage you know, some of the problems they have because you got to deal with not only their parents, but you got to deal with their problems as well. Mm -hmm. And so after about the second year, I was comfortable with it. You know, I, I feel good knowing that I can be a difference maker for these teenagers before they leave for the, what I call the real world, mm -hmm. they graduate high school, you know? And so if I feel like I was helping them get over their problems, helping them be educated, because 
I don't get off by putting handcuffs on kids here. My goal here is I'm more of a guidance counselor, more of a teacher, advisor, coach. I try to be all of that to them before we become a police officer. And I think they respect me for that because I don't just go around thinking just because I'm a police officer, I can talk junk to them. I give them respect as well as they give it to me. And yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I've had a, actually quite a few events this summer where the school or the district's SRO has actually been at the event uh, mm-hmm. in, in Arizona, in Oklahoma, actually down in Georgia too. And it was actually, that's kind of a new thing for me to see. Um, what do you feel it does for kids? I mean, we all know there's been a lot in the news the last year and a half with, uh, with police and yep. with the community. And they're, unfortunately, the bad things usually make the news and not all the good things, you know, and we're, you know, and we'll talk more about that. But what do you think it does? Because I don't think I had a school resource officer in my high school. I think I only had a dare officer, which I told you, I remember. And Mm -hmm. Officer Mueller, if you ever hear this, thank you for the work that you did. Because like I said, I've never done any drugs in my entire life. Um, And I, I attribute it to that, to that dare program which I've actually heard mixed reviews on. Some people say the program didn't work. Hey, it worked for me. So right. that's a plus. But what, what do you feel that, because you've done, you've done the work in, in the town, then you at the school. And are you, if the, are you full-time at the high school or do you still go on the street? And I mean, just how does that whole work with the community? And obviously, you know, Pierre, it's a benefit for you because you're from there. People know Pierre because he's from York and this and that. Right. There's already those relationships. But when you have that positive SRO role model at the school and in the community, to me, that's a win, win, win. And like, we need more of that. For sure. Basically, like I said, I'm here Monday through Friday mm-hmm. every day. And so uh, during school hours, I'm here. And what I think that they appreciate about me the most is even in the summer hours when I'm working on the road, because I go back, you know, unfortunately, I don't get the summers off like the teachers. <laughs> I go, you know, back on the road and do my road work with, you know, my guys or whatever. But uh, during the year, um, I'm not only just a police officer from eight to four. I tell all the parents, if it's an issue at home, contact me at the police department. I'm at your door. If my time is available, I'm there. Whether it's at 10 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock in the morning, that's my job to try to help solve issues when it comes to the teenagers because everybody needs help, you know, Mm -hmm. include me. I have boys and sometimes I'm not always right. You know, sometimes I might have to call on my fellow officers or my fellow uh, coach or whatever to talk to them because sometimes kids respond differently to someone that's not their parents. And I've saw that, you know, some of the parents was like, they'll tell me, hey, Officer King, I can't get he or she to do this. They won't do that or this. And I go in and I talk to them. I make them feel like someone. I respect them. And I show them different ways to handle their parents, different ways to handle a situation. And they say a turnaround, you know, and they like, what happened? So I say sometimes it's just a different voice, you know, that they hear that they can respect and Granted, I love the fact that I have the police officer uniform as a platform because I think that makes a difference to them. You know, they see, you know, they hear police is coming to arrest you. You know, they're bad people. But then when they see that I'm not the bad guy, I think that help that, that surprises them. They feel like, well, wait a minute. This ain't what I'm hearing out in the streets. You know who I'm hearing out in the streets of what's bad. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, that helps me you know, when it comes to these teenagers. Like, I love being the fact that 
I'm a police officer 24 seven. I don't care if it's school hours or summer, you can call me at any time. Yeah. And I think too, I think it's so much of it is your experience growing up with anything. I mean, mm-hmm. police officers, like I had such a positive experience. Like I said, with my dare officer, I have a whole bunch of family members that are police officers and just in the town where I grew up, just really positive interactions, which has led to a positive outlook and mindset as an mm-hmm. adult. I and, mean, you know, like not everybody's perfect. We know that. I mean, we're not here to talk about that. Um, if you had, if you had 50 SROs in front of you, Pierre, mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, if they're brand new, if they're, they've been doing it for five years, if they've been doing it for 25, what are Correct. your top tips? You know, like, and, and that's a broad question I know, but like, Hey, everyone listening, y'all like hear like the top 10, whatever tips when trying to build a relationship, when trying to deescalate a student, when trying to whatever, 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 um, we're going to get into be the king of change in a minute, which, uh, People that are listening, uh, Sergeant King is like a YouTube, Instagram, social media phenomenon, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But what are your like top tips to other SROs out there that are listening? Well, you, you couldn't have said it better. That building rapport and building relationships with kids, that's key. That's number one. And you can't do that just by sitting in your office. You can't do that just by going by them and not speaking to them. You can speak to everybody. That don't cost anything. Sometimes that speak to that child changes their day for the day. You know, you bring them in your office and talk to them. Like I invite kids to my office, not just for nothing bad. I want to talk to you when you're doing the right thing, not just the wrong thing. Because then at that point, if you're doing the right thing, guess what? You're going to always think about in the back of your mind, what would Officer King think about me if I do this wrong? Mm. So that's going to help change your mindset, that building relationship de-escalating things you know sometimes they come in my office and they're upset don't raise your voice with them let them get it out be the listener and then you talk to them like someone you know don't you don't have to get on their level of yelling and screaming and I think I'm telling you it works it works all the time with me anyway and I think that would work with any SRO you know don't think just because you got on the uniform you way better than someone else that's just a job remember that we're human just like them yeah. And we, I mean, I think also too, when you enter a situation that has escalation and you're all puffed up, the person that is there, they're going to get puffed up and they're going to get maybe antsy and their adrenaline's going to get going. I know like as a former principal, when I would have a student that was puffed up and all hot and heavy, I would just talk in like the softest voice, maybe right. even like turn one of the lights off. Don't even talk about the thing that they know that you need to talk about just sit there in silence for three to five minutes and let them just oh, just kind of de-escalate on their own. And then maybe you even start talking about something else, not even related to their outburst or whatever there is. Cause like you said, you're not there to put the cuffs on. I mean, if you have to, you have to, right. But you, you don't want to do that. I mean, that's a last resort I can imagine. So uh, principal superintendents listening, uh, just, you know, Make sure that you're getting training for your SRO. I mean, obviously work with the department where your SRO, SRO is, uh, it works, but see also too, like, you know, like what are the teachers doing and the counselors? And I'm sure that y'all work together, um, you know, just to be the best for kids. Okay, so be the king of change. Now, this is what those people first told me about in York. They're like, oh, Sergeant King, he's got this thing. He is known all over the county, 
uh, and I was like, really? I was like, tell me more. So that's why I kind of sought you out and sat down next to you. Then you kind of gave me that mean mug look a little bit, but it was cool, Pierre. And then we kind of broke the ice. It's cool. First impressions. It's all right. But I wanted to know more about it, you know, and then, um, and then we chatted afterwards and then, you know, obviously we've, we've kept in contact. So what is be the king of change? What is it? What do you do? Uh, how did it come about? You know, get, give it to us. Tell us. So in the month of September of last year, you know, obviously um, I was a little kind of, how can I put it? Um, not feeling good about some of the situations in the news when it came to the George Floyd situation, when it came to a lot of bad things they were showing on the news about police officers. And I was kind of down and out. I was really thinking about, should I get out of law enforcement at that time? I really had that thought process. And then me and my wife would sit down and we talked about things. And I said to myself, getting out of law enforcement is not the answer. Like, obviously, I feel like if I'm one to be in law enforcement and I love what I do, what can I do to help change the community, help change the narrative of how people think about law enforcement, their view of law enforcement? I said, hey, I'm already in this. What can I do to be part of the change? my wife was like, when we sat down and talked one night, it just clicked like a light bulb. She said, why don't you just be the king of change? I said, that's it. I said, I'm going to be the king of change. And she was like, wow, that sounds good. Because, you know, my last name is King. It's a play on my last name. And so I was like, well, what could I do with it? I said, I can't be the king of change. She said, hey, why don't you do an apparel line or something? I said, "Ah." I said, I don't know about that. That's a lot of work. And she said, well, just do a couple shirts. And I said, all right. So we put it on a couple of shirts, about 10, 15 shirts. And I took it to some of my family members. And they would say, hey, just give it to us. We'll, we'll go out and support you, which, you know, made me feel well. So my family members started coming back to me. And they was like, hey, people are asking, what does this mean? How can they get one? I was like, okay. So what happened was, I am the school resource officer here at the high school. It's a um, BSN gentleman here by the name of Terrence Biddick that does all the apparel for all those local schools here. He was like, hey, why don't I print a couple shirts for you and, you know, put them out there and see how they sell or whatever. He printed me like 20, 25 shirts in like 15 minutes, they was gone. And he was like, okay. He said, we might be on something. And I said, wow, much, you know, it made me feel good to do that. But then I was like, wow. So then people started asking, what does that message mean on that shirt? And I started telling them, you know, be the king of change. And I was like, that's my last name. It's got a blue line in it that represents law enforcement. And obviously you see the handshakes right there that represents multiple races. I put that in the mix of it. And I said, and I wanted to come up with something to say, what can I do to say no one can have anything negative to say? How can anyone have anything negative to say about, I want to be part of the change and I'm a police officer and I want to get this message out as much as possible. And I said, what better billboard or platform than have as a walking billboard? You know, people going around, they seeing your merchandise, they seeing what you're about. And I tell people all the time and I told them, I said, look, much as I want you or you purchasing a shirt because you like Officer King or Sergeant Pierre King, or if you knew me in the community, get it because it's a message you want to live by that's on that shirt. And at that point, when I started spreading that and people was like, man, it just started spreading out. And I think it's strategic, you know, it, it's a mindset thing. 
you know, people, they wear that and then they've got decision-making time at that point when they're wearing this. Oh, wait a minute. I got a bad or good decision to make. I follow Officer King. I know what he's talking about. I'm going to go on the right side. And then I feel like if we're doing that, we're winning at the end of the day, whether you're in law enforcement or any field. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, it started from a law enforcement standpoint, but like you just said, it goes to it goes to anything. And I think when you can couple that law enforcement uh, relationship and connection to anything else, it's going to mm-hmm. be better off. I mean, like you said, you know, with with George Floyd and everything. I mean, everything that's happened. I mean, every there's so many things that we're not going to, you know, like I said, like we don't need to get into, but just building that positive change, positive relationship, positive outlook. Or maybe if you've had a bad experience, be like, you know what? I'm going to be the change and I'm going to give a second chance to build a relationship. You have to do that. Um, I mean, my wife was saying the other day, she's like, God, people make mistakes. Instead of like tearing people down, just go, hey, you made a mistake. Here's a learning experience. Let's learn. Let's talk. Let's shake hands. Let's build a relationship and let's try to move forward. And it's going to take time and energy and conversations to move forward, especially if something negative has happened. But right. Uh, but we need people to have that positive outlook because we are all just together and we all need to get along and we're all just living here in this country and just trying to do the sure. best we can, you know? Um, so other than the apparel line, I know you, you like, you do work with other groups. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. if, if somebody was like, dang, I want Sergeant King to come and talk to my SROs or my mm-hmm. department or my schools, what does that look like? What would that look like? And we'll get into all your contact information at the end, but like, what, what does that look like? So, cause a shirt's one thing, but then going deeper into it to really yeah. make that change with mm-hmm. officers or educators, what does that look like, Pierre? Well, like I said, I get hit up all the time on my social media about, they want me to come in a church to speak to their youth. And I think it's big on the youth because they know what I do. They know I'm an SRO here at the high school and I try to make an impact on the kids, you know, and the teenagers. And I love that anyway, but in the midst of doing that, a lot of times the teenagers are with their parents. So I'm hitting two angles. I'm hitting the parents and the kids. So that makes me feel good when I go to these seminars or I go to a church, to a school, to a game or to whatever event that I'm invited to, you know, um, I go in there and I tell them about my lifestyle, how I grew up and I wasn't always perfect, you know, whatever. And then I bring them up to speed about what I'm doing for a living and my goal and try to make every officer accountable, include myself, because at the end of the day, let's think about this thing. We're not the bad people. You might see a select hand few of things, but let's not overshadow all the great things that we do out there for the communities. And I try to bring that home to them. And I let them know that, hey, if anybody in this profession is doing anything wrong, they're not a police officer to me. We need to get them out. And I make them feel good about their feelings, you know, to make them understand that, hey, look, I'm not about any bad policing. And if there's anybody bad policing, they don't need to be in this field whether they're in my agency, whether they're in an agency in San Francisco or wherever, you don't need to be in this line of work. It's just not a job where you can just go and say, I want a job. You better do this because you got a passion for it and you want to do the right thing because, you know, you're being watched 24 seven. Yeah. hundred percent. Is there a program? I'm just thinking like, you know, you've been an SRO for six years now. Is there a program where all officers in a department come and be like a sidekick SRO with you for two weeks, because some people maybe aren't, they're meant to do other types of law enforcement for right. their career. And we, and we get that. Not everybody probably has the makeup or, or wants to work as an SRO, 
but how beneficial for then the students in the school in the district to see all those officers. And then when they see them out in town and on the flip side, so beneficial for those officers to go, oh, dang, yes, this is how I can start to talk to kids. I mean, Pierre, you're an expert. You've been, you've been an SRO for a long time. I mean, right. you've been around, you know. Um, I mean, there needs to be like a mandatory field training endeavor for all the officers to come to come shadow shadow SROs. Do, is mm -hmm. that something that is out there? And if not, well, like that should be. Well how, <laughs> well, how we do it is it's not necessarily a mandatory thing for them to come and shadow me for a couple of weeks. And that's a great uh, point that I'll bring up to my department as well. But what we do encourage is every shift that works, we at least have them to come every week to each school not only just to visit, you know, to gain a rapport with the kids and the teenagers, but to learn the layouts of every school. You know, you not you might you get a call here, you need to know where you're going. If someone calls you for anything, what door to go in, what hallways are named this, you know. So I encourage all my officers not just to visit the high school, but to visit every school in our York school district because that's key for anything, whether if it's something you got to report to for safety reasons, or you got to report to for a child missing, or you get a long call at night, at least you'll know a little bit about that school, you know, so urge them all. Um, you there? Okay. So I encourage them basically just to come out and uh, just visit the kids. Don't just come here, just, you know, eat lunch with them. And I try to encourage it around the lunch hour because that's where you're going to see majority of the kids at the lunch room and they see their officers coming in there. And some of my officers, they do a great job with that. You know, I know they come here a lot, but um, in the uh, shift work, I barely get to see my night shift guys. So what I do with them is sometimes, you know, when we have functions. I'll invite them on their days off you know, to come in and have lunch on their days off, even when they're in uniform. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell them to come in uniform so kids will recognize who they are, not just someone out on the street or whatever. But yeah, but yeah, that, that point about the two-week thing, I think I'm going to uh, start bringing it up. <laughs> like, who's a, whose idea was that? Oh, some guy in California. No, I remember my first year as a principal, I called uh, local police department where we were and I said hey can I have my you know whoever's assigned to my zone just come out I want to meet with them and you know we walked the campus Sergeant Muncher I think he's retired since since now and we, we walked the campus just like hey looking at like kind of like you're talking about Pierre looking at this just different safety things and I said hey can you come or just someone you know he was a sergeant so one of your officers come once a week after school and hang out and he was like you know why I said just to be here, you know, just to be here. The first time that their off their uh, their their car was there and the police officer was there at at pickup, you know, it's two thirty. Parents are there. What are all the parents asking me? Why why is the police here? What's going on? Yeah. I'm like, oh, nothing's going on. Officer Officer Jones is just hanging out. And then literally every week, every two weeks, it wasn't. They didn't ask me anymore. And it's such an easy way to build relationships with kids, with the community, with teachers. It's just, it's going to help you and it doesn't cost any money. Uh, it just costs time. That's, that's all it is. So be the king of change.com. That's the best place, the place to get merchandise. I don't have my shirt yet. I need to go order, order my be the king that's of change. Dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, later today. Um, if people wanted to connect with you um, on social media if yes, people, if there's a superintendent or a principal or another chief of police out there that uh, is intrigued and wants you to come and work 
with their department? What is the best place to connect with you um, just across the board? Give, give us all the, all the best information, Pierre. Okay. Well, like I said, with the Be the King of Change, the website for that is www.bethekingofchange.com. Uh, like I said, it's merchandise on there. Once again, like I, I tell people, it's very key. Thank you for making a purchase if you decide to do that. But I leave some uh, nice messages, nice quotes on there that you can hopefully get your day started in a positive way, whether you're a school resource officer or just anybody. Just go visit the website. Uh, if you do make a purchase, thank you. Wear it with pride. Wear it because that's what you want to live by. Uh, as far as T-shirts and hats goes, like what you see what I'm hearing on now, I usually have that stuff on hand. Uh, you can DM me on my social media sites and whether you live here locally or out of town, I'll get it to you. Um, my Instagram account is P Diddy 1998. That's at P Diddy 1998. Uh, that's my Instagram account. My Facebook is Pierre and Sandra King. And you can go on there and visit. I usually try to post some good things on there just to show you how people are supporting the cause and supporting the message. Uh, I think it's big that people see that. And I think people love that I do that because it's letting me know, you know, let me making them feel they're part of the process of what I'm trying to get accomplished. Yeah, I want to put that in the show notes too. So if people didn't write that down, they can go back and listen. But I'm going to put that in the show notes too. The website, the IG, and uh and the Facebook and uh, Pierre, you know, what would you like to leave with the listeners? I'm just going to pass the microphone over yep. to you, Sergeant King, everyone that's listening. What would you like them to know? Hey, it doesn't cost anything to be a difference maker in your community. Whether if you in York County, whether if you in a community anywhere else that you live at, it doesn't cost anything to be a difference maker. It doesn't cost anything to do the right thing, even when no one's watching. That's the key. That's the true character of a person, true character of me. And I think that, hey, at the end of the day, not only me, but we all can be the king of change. Thank you. Sar Sergeant King, I'm so glad that somebody mentioned your name. I'm so glad I sat down next to you. Thank you for giving me a second chance on, oh, uh, on talking. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time on, uh, on talking and chatting. Uh, I know that this is not going to be the last time that we've talked. I feel that connection with you, man. You are just doing good work with Thank a positive you. mindset because we do it for kids and we do it for the community because when we're all better connected and we're better together, we can understand differences. Uh, and sometimes those differences are just basically where you were born or your family sure. makeup or whatever. And it's not weird. It's just different. And differences right. are one of the beauties of our, of our world. And, of this country. So Sergeant King, thank you for your time. Thank you for all that you do. Be safe out there and everybody listening. Thanks for all you do. And I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.